0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Big Lee's World's Podcast. It is I, your host, Big Lee, coming to you once again from the Big Lee's Boom Boom Room right here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And today I have with me via Skype uh, a very up-and-coming indie wrestler in the world today. He's popular everywhere he goes and he's got plenty of eyes on him. And I would like to welcome today Mr. Anakin Murphy. Anakin, how are you doing today?
1: I'm all right. how are you?
0: Ah uh, I'm old, so you know it's past seven o'clock, so you know it's getting about my bedtime i I gotcha, you know it makes those show days even worse because by the time the show starts, I'm like, Man, this needs to be over with so I can go to bed
1: i I kinda feel that way too. <laughs>
0: so yeah uh so anybody that's uh you know listen to the four sides podcast you know they kind of got your history and stuff like that of how you got started in the business shout out to caleb and knowing and them you know if you get a chance do you want to hear that back history go ahead and make sure you check out the four sides podcast here so what i want to talk about is uh you know i first heard, well not even just first met you i first heard about you at a, at a fight underground how did you get involved with that
1: So, um, the booker of Antified Underground messaged me one day whenever I was like out with my girlfriend and just been like, Hey, cash board and vouched out for you. And we want to have you for Antified Underground for the debut show. I think I was like the third or fourth talent announced. So that's like, it was literally like a message and I was just like, hell yeah, I'm available every Thursday. So
0: (laughs) Awesome. So uh, what do you think it really got? The, so you said Cash vouched for you. What do you think got you on Cash's radar? Uh, I had a match with Cash
1: and I want to say March, March or February, at uh, IWAU and Noble. And it, I guess it went over really well with them. Uh, it was a fun match that I had. So I guess he just went the extra mile and vouched out for me, which is super like chill of him.
0: Oh yeah, Cash is, uh, Cash is a great dude, and for those of you are listening that want to find out more about Cash, make sure you uh, hit up your uh, podcast archives here or at Bigleasworld.com and make sure to go check out that uh, Cash board and episode. So with that being said, uh, so you make it that October, what was it, October 2020 to that first show. What did, you, what did you end up doing on that first show?
1: So originally I was supposed to face Zach Sawyers, but then apparently I think like a whole slew of people canceled. So I ended up wrestling uh Satu Jin right before he like actually blew up in the deathmatch world.
0: Uh-huh. It was pretty fun. Yeah. That was uh that was an endeavor of a night, let me tell you. But hey, look at it like this. You didn't end up having to work in New Jack.
1: No, I don't think anyone had to work end up working New Jack.
0: Yeah. That that that's still an ordeal that uh you'd be surprised like how many shows whenever I go to a show and uh, anybody that doesn't know where they find out that my association with the Anafite Underground, the first thing they want to ask is, "How was New Jack? What was New Jack like?"
1: Oh, he stared like he death stared me in the locker room.
0: So, probably one of my favorite memories of that day was uh, we we hosted that uh, pre show meet and greet, and uh, I went outside the venue, and uh, I went to go get a line a, sep- a separate line formed for everybody that was there for the new jack meet and greet and uh so i'm after going and then at that time for those of you that don't know we run a show over at quick skating rink in anna illinois and uh right next door to it there's an open lot and then a bar so as we're lining these people up for the meet and greet here comes new jack just walking out of the bar coming uh-huh. back to the venue. And you just see these people's, like, look on their face. They're like, oh, my God, it's New Jack. Do I say anything to him? And I remember one guy, he looked terrified. And he (laughs) went to go stick his fist out to fist bump New Jack. And when he stuck his fist out, he looked like he hated life and regretted everything. And there comes (laughs) New Jack. New Jack just looks at him dead in the eye, fist bumps him doesn't say a word and just walks on into the venue.
1: Man, uh, I was in a locker room and New Jack had on a surgical boot. And before anything, people were telling me like, hey, do not talk New Jack. Do not pester New Jack. So I would just sit like we were literally right across from each other. And I just looked down at his boot and I was like, all right, like, you know, F it. I don't know if you can cuss on this, but.
0: Oh, yeah, I literally okay, cool. said- I was about to say, I literally told you before we started recording about the Wild Endeavors on here. So, yes, we have a parental advisory and a lot of episodes earn that.
1: All right. Sick. So I was just like, all right, fuck it. Hey, New Jack, uh, what happened to your foot? And he looked at me for like 30 seconds. And then he was just like, I got a fuse put in. And I said, oh, and I looked the other way. And Rob and Rob Leach and Jacques Kennedy were around me. And they told me that New Jack just death stared me like two <laughs> minutes. And I knew that he did because I fucking felt it. And like I was scared. Legitimately scared. And like whenever I tell that story now. Um, I think the last person I told it to. They were like well why the fuck did you even talk to New Jack?
0: Well I mean it's one of those things. It's almost like a double edged sword. It's like you could take a chance. And talk to New Jack. And see what happens. Or you could just sit there. And be that person that's like, like stuck up and like not a team player. That's like, oh, I'm not talking to New Jack.
1: I mean, I guess. I mean, I I took the chance. I mean, I have a story now. New Jack death stared me for like two minutes. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, some people are f- even afraid to be in the same room with him. So oh, I was. So after this, uh, you know, we had a December show, and your great governor. You know, who's about worthless as all get up and go. But I don't want to put you on the spot talking about your Illinois politics. I mean, Missouri's not much better, but, you know, anyways. So he ended up causing us to have to cancel the uh, December show. And uh, we started doing uh, almost like fanless tapings. So what did you end up doing on those tapings for the undisclosed? Uh, Besides spilling my Dr. Pepper.
1: (laughs) So for the for the two that, that aired, I faced Dalton Diamond in the main event, and that was a fun one. And then I faced Mikey in a match.
0: So yeah, I were, uh, you know, it was great gift wise the match with uh you and uh, Dalton, and then um. You know, I I think that's one of the things, like, when it comes to Mikey, I don't think enough people take advantage of how much knowledge he has in this business, and any kind of, like, critiquing, or any kind of feedback, or just any kind of knowledge he could pass on.
1: Like, Mikey should be a lot more, like, he he should be in a lot more places than he is. Like, that dude, like, knows wrestling, and that dude Mm -hmm. lives and breathes it, and, like, he works very hard in every single aspect. Now, not a lot of wrestlers work hard in every single aspect, but he does.
0: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, anybody that's ever asked me about Mikey, I have gave the co-sign to within a heartbeat. Like, you know, And that was the thing, like, I'll tell anybody that's listened, you know. Uh, at my previous company I worked for, you know, over in Cape, you know, anytime we would announce, we could announce Mikey as a last-minute addition and there'd easily be 10 to 15 tickets extra sold just based off of that announcement. Yeah. Like, he's over wherever he goes. He's great to have in a locker room. He's always, he's always willing to help the green kids. And I just think that sometimes they don't want to take that. They take that help. And I think it's just a waste.
1: Uh, the match I had with him uh, helped me a lot. And every, any conversation I've had with him, even whenever it's not even about wrestling, has been super helpful.
0: Hmm. so from there we go to uh the last show which was you and if i remember right it was you and gary jay correct yep so i think this match i don't know how you feel about it personally but i think that this match really opened a lot of people's eyes towards you
1: it, it definitely did it was the best match that i've had so far um Gary J is one of those guys that I always watched, even whenever I was, like, a fan of indie wrestling, and even, like, as a wrestler, like, that was the guy I always wanted to wrestle, and luckily, I got to know him and kind of befriend him a little bit before the match, and whenever we had the match, it was just, like, it was amazing, and the reaction I got from the crowd, and even the reaction I got from, like, social media whenever the match came out was just super overwhelming, and, like, in a good way, and yeah like like that match has like changed my perception on how to do things i think a lot of people that wrestle gary like their mind of wrestling changes in a really positive way
0: i definitely think that gary's you know someone like mikey who uh should be in much more places than what he is and uh you know anytime you get to be in a locker room or ring with him you need to take advantage of that as much as you can
1: absolutely and gary like that's All he wants to do is help people, and Uh a lot of like people really need like to even like have conversation. I feel like like even with Mikey and Gary, it's intimidating to go up to them and like ask for advice or like try to pick their brain or something. But like those conversations go a long way. Like I was in Tampa, and I saw Kurt Stallion, and I literally talked to Kurt Stallion about headbutts for thirty minutes. And I Uh learned more in that 30 minutes than I did all that fucking weekend, you know?
0: (laughs) It's like a simple phone call could have saved you a whole lot of gas, money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's one of the things, it's like, when you have, like, two vets, like a Gary J or, like, a uh, Mikey in the locker room, it can be intimidating. But honestly, like, they're probably two of the nicest people in the locker room.
1: Absolutely.
0: Like... And like I said, I hope to start seeing them, you know, I know as the world starts to open back up and more and more shows start to happen, I hope to start seeing them everywhere.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Unless it's a show that Antifight Underground's running. I don't want them on another show. I want them back on our show. <laughs> so with that being said, our next show coming up is April 29th. So if you're listening to this right as it drops, it's this Thursday. And if you're listening to this after, the 29th, then make sure you check out the replay on Fight T- or on IWTV, not Fight TV, IWTV. And uh, you know, check it out. Oh, so you're where are you at on this card?
1: Uh, I am wrestling Stonewall in a singles match.
0: Okay. So uh so for a lot of people are listening to this that are like, why doesn't this guy know who's what's going on where? So one of like my one of my main things that I do with Antifight Underground, besides on the back end, is the day of the show, like I sell tickets at the f- ticket office and meet and greets. So I don't get to see a lot of the show. <laughs> so I'm like, well, okay. I know someone's somewhere on the show doing something. Yeah. So something happened at this last show, right, that set up uh you and Stonewall or it was something. The last-
1: it was the last undisclosed taping that like hasn't really been released yet. Uh-huh. Uh, but they kind of said what happened anyway. So I had a match for Jacques Kennedy. Jacques Kennedy made his debut. Um, he and the Stonewall and Skim of Horns are now a, a staple in Fight Underground, and they're targeting me, and I'm wrestling Stonewall in hopes to get to Jacques Kennedy.:
0: Okay. yeah, I had to miss that last uh, underground show or under undisclosed show because of the shooter so <laughs> uh i'm excited to see uh see all that so that should be dropping hopefully soon on youtube on the antifight underground youtube so just go to youtube type in antifight underground and uh that should hopefully be up soon oh, so what what's the backstory between you and uh jock kennedy Jacques
1: kennedy and i trained together like our first day of training was together rode in the same car there um we have really spent the majority of our teenage hood and our training and even our wrestling career together um yeah like we 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 have a lot of history a lot of memories and a lot more things to come in the future Uh even like backyarded together
0: oh nice so, when's the promo coming? That were you calling Jockstrap Kennedy?
1: Uh, probably never.
0: Oh, come on now.
1: Uh, that's that, that's the that's the cheap stuff.
0: Hey, sometimes in your in this business, that's what's going to get you over. Hey, oh, I'm not over. I don't know. No. I seen that Twitter reaction you got. Maybe it's because Anna Fight Underground has a great Twitter person to help really push all that. So you know, exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: So, besides Anna Fight Underground, another place that you're really getting over well at is uh, Zero One. So, right now you are uh, you're in a tag team with uh, Walker Hayes. Uh uh-huh. How's that going?
1: I like it. I like team with Walker. He's a really good dude. Uh, I like the opportunities we've been getting. Like last Zero One show we main evented, which was mind boggling to me because main uh, event Murphy main event murphy zero one is really the first place that i had that really took a chance on me and Mm -hmm. i'm like really grateful for them like zero one and fight underground are like the two promotions i consider home and the two promotions that i'm always going to prioritize okay so so
0: how how did it come about with you and walker teaming
1: uh, we were paired together in a four-corners tag team match for the Zero One one USA tag team titles. And ever since we were paired together in that tag team, we had a lot of chemistry, and we've been kind of hitting the pavement with self-destruct ever since.
0: Okay. So are y'all looking to take this tag team on the road, or is this just going to kind of stay at Zero One?
1: one We could take it on the road. We, we We've talked about it, but also... Uh, talked about only making it a zero one thing as we also have singles careers um, uh-huh. that's just something that like time will tell kind of thing
0: okay that makes sense so uh so like i said with this being recorded today this saturday in noble illinois for zero one uh what are y'all what is self-destruct doing on this show
1: in a four-corners tag team match for the 0-1 USA tag team titles. Uh, it's Self-Destruct versus Campbell Myers and S.K. Bishop of the Premier, who are two dudes that we have a lot of history with, have, a lot, have had a lot of matches with, versus Controversial Inc., which is a new team that faced off against the Low Lives, and then the best Look. tag team in independent wrestling, the besties in the world.
0: Well, that's a bold statement there
1: they, they're, they're the best tag team In indie wrestling
0: No sir, I heard that Self-Destruct was the best tag team In indie wrestling right now
1: Well, that's who's going to beat them for the belts So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hey, there you go Hey, you gotta always believe in yourself Because if no one else will, at least you do
1: Yeah, exactly
0: So is there any other companies Or anything on your radar that you're trying to get to?
1: Uh, that I'm trying to like, that I haven't wrestled at? Yeah. Um, definitely, like a long-term goal. Whenever St. Louis Anarchy comes back, that's a place I'm really going to prioritize. we mm-hmm. really try to wrestle on. Um, I want to think here. Most likely, places like... Really, I, I just really want to wrestle everywhere. St. Louis Anarchy is the first place that came to mind, but I, I do want to wrestle everywhere
0: okay so you're willing to uh so you're ready and willing to get out of Illinois
1: uh yeah well I mean besides Tampa (laughs) yeah like for sure like I'm I want to go to like California or Wyoming or really everywhere like I just want to is there wrestling in Wyoming GCW just announced a show in Wyoming I probably won't get on it but it's gonna happen
0: Oh, yeah, Uh, man, that's it's kind of crazy with them right now. Like, I don't know how much you actually follow of all this, but like this whole like pseudo beef with them and ICW.
1: I have not followed that.
0: Yeah, so basically, uh, I think the line gets kind of drawn in the sand where it's like there's a lot of fans that, you know, really got behind GCW when uh, it was very deathmatch eccentric there. Mm-hmm. And as their popularity has grown, and grown, it's like the death matches have gotten less and less, and it's more of like a high-flying style and very, almost like a PW, is it PWG style? It feels like with some of the talent that comes in there, and then you've got ICW, which uh, started the whole no holds barred deal. And you know they're staying very hardcore deathmatch eccentric, so it seems like as those fans are migrating more and more over there, that they're kind of. It's almost like you're loyal to GCW, and then now it just seems like you're moving further and further away from them. So you feel like uh you feel like your style is a, a good fit for the GCW.
1: Um. Yeah. I feel like people should just like wrestling. I don't think uh-huh. people need to take sides. Uh GCW is absolutely the new PWG. Like PWG was the place to be for the Indies. If you were on PWG, you were a top indie name. Now it's like if you're on GCW, you are a top indie name. Um ICW is cool. I like it. Uh but I think both are gonna have fan bases, both are gonna have people that like it. Uh-huh. Uh, but for me, I, I enjoy both a lot. Um, I would love to wrestle on both someday in the future.
0: I was going to say, uh, they just announced to put tickets on sale for uh, ICW No Holds Bard coming to Indy in yeah. uh, July. So uh, have you hit up Danny and seen about getting on the show?
1: I have not hit up Danny. I I'm not that... I, I don't think I'm that big of a name yet. I, I, I'm still, like, I'm not even two years in yet, so I, I still got to get some reps under me, still got to do some things, and then maybe whenever I hit a certain point, then I'll try to really push for, for big things like that.
0: Because, I mean, you know, at the Antifight Underground, we have, like, a lot of their top stars there. So yeah. I'm sure, like, you know, look at Sato Jin. Like, he, you know, he hopped in the car with the Rejects. And then next thing you know, like, he's blowing up at ICW. I, I'm so. also
1: just trying to, like, I like deathmatch wrestling, but uh-huh. I, a lot of it is a lot. I don't want to yeah. become just like a deathmatch wrestler.
0: I got you, know,
1: you. Even though I love deathmatch wrestling.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get it. it. It's one of those things I feel like with some people, though, like, you know uh one I tell a lot to and uh I remind him of this one at the last show was uh Akira. Like when I first saw Akira, it was when he was in Middle Illinois at this company that we don't really talk about anymore on here because the Booker Man don't like me. But you know, he was kind of just trying that like uh high flying style and he just it just wasn't getting where he wanted to be. And then he got he started to dabble into death matches. And the next thing you know, he started to really get 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 behind him and it started to uh, really boost his career. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, uh, you know, the question we had a question submitted to us uh, from a uh, faithful listener, Steve and James, who uh, wanted to know if you have any interest in getting into a death match.
1: Um, I absolutely would. The only place that I would really do death matches at is Fight Underground. I don't think I would do death matches anywhere
0: else. We appreciate that loyalty there. So, is there anybody? Is there any one particular person you and I like doing a death match with? Definitely John Wayne Murdoch. Definitely
1: okay. John Wayne Murdoch. Um, Akira would be cool. Uh, what other death match guys? G Raver, of course. G Raver's my favorite death match wrestler. Um, I think those are like the top three that come to mind that I want to really wrestle if, if a death match would come about. Uh, yeah, Mickey Knuckles would be interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. So you don't want to do anything stupid like Dalton Diamond and call out Nick Gage?
1: Yeah, I can't do that because Nick Gage will beat my ass and kill me.
0: Well, if you go back to the IWTV and check out our first event on there, uh, you can see Nick Gage almost killed Dalton Diamond. So, yeah, I definitely don't recommend that um, you do that. And then, hopefully, if we're lucky at this show, April 29th, at quick skating rink for fight Underground Prince by Design, we may get to see Ricky Shane Page kill uh, Dalton Diamond.
1: Another guy I really want to see, or another guy I really want to see, um and and fight underground and possibly have a a match with in the future is also atticus coger who is the most underrated deathmatch wrestler out there
0: atticus coger is uh on my top list to have come into to anna honestly awesome. like one of the honestly one of the nicest people you'll ever meet uh, uh, i met
1: him in tampa he's cool
0: nice uh i met him in uh when they did the collective back in the fall at indy like mm-hmm. he was a like they their first show they did was uh was it jimmy lloyd's degeneration f or degeneration af or something like that and uh the main event was uh atticus versus colby carino in a death match and i was like okay i finally get to see atticus work live and then uh so like in true Mark fashion, like as soon as his match was over, I go outside the building to get in line to get to the merch table to meet him. And he was super nice. Yeah. And uh, you know, he get the night. See that like that's the thing, like people don't understand, like when it comes to like with the diehard deathmatch fans, and like what they really want is uh it, it, it's a crown what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't say like a crown jewel, but like when you can get that after bloody deathmatch photo, yeah. So you know, definitely, uh, I'm gonna be there with my uh, salesman's hat on after your first deathmatch, so we start selling your uh, bloody photo ops.
1: Uh, yeah, we can do that.
0: So where you at? Do you do you do merch?
1: I, I yeah, I have like a couple of uh, six by eight pictures. That's about it right now. <laughs>
0: Four by six?
1: I do have four by sixes, too.
0: I was going to say, I didn't even know six by eights was an actual picture size.
1: I, I mean, I, I might be wrong, but <laughs> I don't once know this is the, I just have pictures.
0: Once I get done doing this, you're going to have me like on Google like looking up like standard photo sizes. <laughs> so no shirts or anything like that?
1: No, I did have shirts for a while, but then I recently, or I didn't recently, but I eventually sold out of them. Uh, I need to print off some more. Um, it, it, it's it, it is a lot of money to get it, uh, so that's why I just have pictures at the moment. But I plan to like do hats and shirts and just other cool stuff eventually.
0: So, so you don't do the pro wrestling tees, do?
1: No, uh, I tried to get one, but I got denied. Really? So, yeah.
0: Talk to me at the next show about this and I'll help you out. All right. Because I've had some pretty well success at getting those set up and stuff like that. So I don't I don't know why you would get denied, but
1: I I don't know. I I said in the request and I either either I got denied or it just never came back.
0: I got you. Yeah. Remind me at the next show and I'll help you get that set up. All right. I appreciate it. Even if we have to send a nasty email to Ryan to be like, what's going on here? (laughs) so at that same time shameless plug if you would like a big lee's world t-shirt from pro wrestling tees you can go pick one up at bigleesworld.com and represent the brand
1: represent the brand
0: that's right hey that's why i got it put on the back of the uh the uh vest i wear now oh sick so i mean you know try to give that little edgy scene to it and uh still be able to represent the brand which like. is like, honestly, like, it kills me to, uh, and I think this is my mind, which we'll get into a little bit here about hardcore, but, uh, people will go out of their way to wear like fancy name brand clothes and represent band, and, like wear band merch for bands that like do not care about them. And that just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, I would much w- rather support somebody like I know, or somebody that's trying to help better themselves and represent their merch than I would to go out and, you know, buy a Metallica T-shirt or go out and get a WWE shirt. like. And it just amazes me that more people don't do that.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: You know, I would rock an Anakin Murphy shirt if I had one.
1: Hey, man, in due time.
0: When we get that Pro Wrestling T's store uh, set up. Yeah. So one one thing I want to talk to you about And kind of get your mindset on this Because uh, you don't see it overly often Too much in this business anymore And especially in like More of the uh, I want to say edgier scene That we're in Uh So you're straight edge Yeah So what, what brought this about
1: Um So Uh All my life, I never had the desire to do any drugs or to smoke weed or smoke cigarettes. Uh, I do have a pretty bad trauma issue with alcohol. Anytime I'm around alcohol, I will try to remove myself from the situation just Uh because anytime I've been around it, it's just bad things happen. Right. Um, I didn't know it was even a thing until like it was called Straight Edge. And obviously, I learned it from CM Punk because I've been watching wrestling since I was like six. But like there's a whole like music uh, thing to it that i'm really drawn to like i fucking i love minor threat and allegiance and uh project x and they're all like really good bands that i like listen to so like it's not even like oh i'm straight edge because i like cm punk it's just like i'm a part of like the music side of straight edge mm-hmm. and i have like a reason to be straight edge
0: you're probably one of the only nice people i've met that's straight edge
1: yeah there's not a lot of people that are <laughs> nice but like I mostly because they're entitled. Mostly because yeah. they're just like, "Oh, hey, I'm I'm completely sober. Uh, you're not. Fuck you." Like it, you can drink or like most of my friends smoke weed. Like my girlfriend smokes weed and like
0: in a legal state and
1: stuff. Yes, in a legal state, but uh, does all that and like I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I won't. Don't push it onto me.
0: I think one of my biggest things is like. Well, besides just like the entitlement, it's like, and I don't want to name any names because I'm sure that somebody listening to this will try to pinpoint what I'm talking about here. But it's like you have straight edge people that are like, well, oh, my God, like you're a terrible person. If you drink or you do this or you do that, how could you dare put that poison in your body and at the same time drink like 12 energy drinks a day?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So I mean, I I think it's like besides the whole entitlement thing, it's like, you know,
1: there's a hypocrisy with it.
0: Yeah, although I will say, like hearing some of the CM Punk stories, like when he'd get injured and like he wouldn't even take like a was it like he wouldn't even take like an Advil or something? Uh huh. I'm just like, oh wow.
1: Yeah, I'm also like that. I don't I don't take like ibuprofen or Advil Advil for anything, and it kind of
0: sucks. So what do you do when you get hurt?
1: I just kind of deal with it.
0: <laughs> that sucks. I
1: mean, it, pills are just extremely like addictive, and I've seen it destroy lives. And like, mm-hmm. I never, I I don't want that for me. I don't want that to, like, harm anything that I love or anyone that I love. So that, that's, that's just another reason why I'm straight edge, because I want to be considerate of the people around me, because people that were in my life that did those things were considerate of me. So I just want to do that for others.
0: I, I, I love what you're saying there. One of the stories that sticks out to me is uh, I went to a show. It was Stray from the Path, Counterparts, Expire, and uh, My Ticket Home in St. Louis at the Foo bar. And when x was playing, somebody was stage diving, and I went to catch them. And when I went to catch them, I didn't know there was some hardcore dancing going on behind me. So yeah. as I catch this guy, like, somebody is swinging their arms and elbows me in the uh, lower spine. Oh. And it, like, compresses my spine down. So I have to start going and, like, I'm talking about, like, not, like, a court luckily the adrenaline kept me going until i got home that night after the show and then of course the next day like i couldn't walk
1: yeah
0: and uh so like i had to go to the doctor get some meds get go to the chiropractor start getting that broken loose or like not broken loose but like unstuck basically yeah. and they gave me some pain pills to do that and uh so I did that and I'm still on the pain pills and I had to go, I eventually had to go back to work. So after like a couple weeks off, like I just basically had to take these pain pills and, uh, go in and do the job. And I remember one of these guys I worked with, like he would get mad because he found out I had these pills and he was offering me like some crazy amount. Like they were pretty strong grade pain pills. And he was off trying to offer me like $20 a pill. And he's like, come on. I'm like, Dude, you don't understand, like, I probably shouldn't even be at work right now, and, like, I have this to help me make it through the day till I can go home and lay down.
1: Jesus.
0: And, uh, yeah, so it's just crazy to see how pills affect people. Yeah. You know, plus I'm also cheap, so.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you told me that story, because now I'll make sure you catch my dive Thursday.
0: But let, let's be honest, by the time, uh, I'll be lucky by the time I get out of the desk and get everything done, that the main event hasn't started by then. <laughs> so, I mean, unless there's like 50 matches.
1: I think there's about 10. Probably. I was going to say,
0: I couldn't remember how many there were. I know that uh, it's not like some shows where the show starts at 7 and it gets out at 1 a.m. Have you been on one of them shows yet? Yeah. Oh, you have?
1: I I was on a 15-match card like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Did you stay for the whole deal?
1: I Yeah, because I was second to last. So whenever like you're second to last, it's just like, what the fuck's the point of going home now? Like, yeah. It's almost over.
0: I feel you on that. So, I mean... So yeah. So otherwise, like you talked about straight edge music, uh, you know we, you know I had this talk, and I think we mutually agreed like the one band that we both have in common is Knock Loose.
1: Yeah, I, I love Knock Loose.
0: So how did you how did you how did you find out about Knock Loose?
1: Uh, Spotify has like a Discover Weekly thing, and that's how I found them. And I'm just like they're they're cool. I want to listen to all their music, and I love all their
0: albums. Dude, like I'm still sad that uh right before the world closed down, I was supposed to go see him again in St. Louis and I keep waiting for that rescheduled date. I
1: imagine they're a trip to go see alive.
0: Do Well, I think I told you this once before, uh, when I saw them, the first time I ever seen them was in Nashville at the end. And it was the Acacia strain, Oceano knock loose and culture killer. And, uh, some guy stage dived during their set. And if you've ever been to the end of Nashville, this stage is maybe like eight inches off the ground and there's no barricade and it's a sold out show. And whenever the show's like sold out, it's already over capacity. And like, you're just all shoved in there. And when this guy stage dived, like he tried, like you can't even really stage dive. You basically try to turn a flip and you're halfway in the middle of the venue. When you turn a flip, And that <laughs> gives you an idea of how small this is, and this guy, like, he did it, and he had steel toe boots on, and it kicked me in the chest and, like, knocked uh-huh. my wind out. And I had a giant bruise in my chest, so I ended up having to spend, like, the last half of their set setting outside trying to catch my breath. Man. So, but from there, I got to see them again at Warp Tour, and, uh, what was the other tour I saw them at? Oh, you know, it was Every Time I Die, Knock Loose in Harm's Way.
1: That's a, that's a set
0: yeah dude i love hardcore shows like i can't wait for them to come back
1: yeah what's your favorite um album or ep from knock loose oh
0: that's a tough one
1: i i have the right answer.
0: what pop culture
1: of, of course it's pop culture
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man
1: if I had to rank them, I'd probably go pop culture, laugh tracks, a different shade of blue, all the others.
0: I was gonna say I was trying to think if there was any others.
1: Uh, they did like this coll- this uh this collab album with this other band, but I can't remember the name of it.
0: Okay, yeah, I will say that pop culture has the better uh better version of all my friends than what uh a different shade of blue did.
1: Yeah, um, pop culture also has like Small Victories and All My Friends, which are like great songs. Yeah. You already said All My Friends, but Small Victories and, um, oh, there's another one. Separate.
0: I do, uh, one of my prized possessions is I do have laugh tracks signed by the entire band. That's sick. And then I have a giant knocked loose flag that, uh, ah, what's his name, this vocalist signed it. And, uh, like it, it, I have it folded up, but it's pretty cool. I can't, it's like Brian. I don't know why I just like forgot his name, but, uh, yeah, like he signed it after, uh, warped in Nashville. And it was like the craziest thing because it was warped tour, you know, like each band schedules daily. Yeah. And Nashville, like when they did warped tour there, it wasn't like a real like venue, like, they did it at a fairground. So, like, all these stages have to be brought in. So, uh, by the time Knock Loose, like, Knock Loose closed out the Nashville uh, Warp Tour that day. And, like, it's pitch black out there. Like, you just have the stage lights and people trying to hold their cell phone light up so they can see the band. Uh, and that's, yeah, it's tough. Dude, yeah. But, man, that was such a great lineup then. Uh, I, You know who Sick of It All is? No, I don't. So Sick of It All is, like, one of the founding bands of hardcore. And, like, they played, Anti-Flag played. I got to see Guar. Oh, <laughs> Dude, Guar was awesome because there was this band. I can't remember what song they were popular for at the time. But they were called, like, American Authors or something like it. Okay. And and I think they had like a song that was like really famous in a car commercial. But uh Guar went on stage and killed them during their set. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was such a wild lineup because like they had them uh you remember Bowling for Soup? I do I do like Bowling for Soup. They were there. Uh I Prevail was getting really big at that time and they were there. And uh, probably one of my favorite discoveries of that day, which you have to look these guys up if you've never listened to them. They're called L-Storm. Not to get confused with Hellstorm. We do love us some Lizzie Hell. But L-Storm, they are pirate metal.
1: Oh, pirate metal.
0: Yes. Like, you have to listen to these guys. Like, it is amazing.
1: That's interesting. All right.
0: So, yeah, I mean, so, what does Annika Murphy like to do outside of the wrestling business?
1: um really like relax and just be at home i i like i do like outside like I like walks and like hikes and shit um really, like me not wrestling i i it's very boring, I don't do anything um <laughs> Aside from work, like, my actual job. Uh, wrestling's like, the only thing I've really connected to. And the only thing that I, like, think that I'm relatively okay at. And, yeah.
0: There you go. Some people are homebodies. Like, you know, if somebody like you, if you're traveling, you know, all over the... You know, I could get, like, uh, how you'd want to, you know, your time being down. Like, personally, like, my shooter has been... Had us working from home since March of 2020. So... At this point, like any chance I get to get out of the house, like I take it.
1: Yeah, Um, I I love to be home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, for me, like before the world shut down, um, it's kind of crazy because I I never had that like real like sit down like period because it was like okay I go to work, if it's any day off I try to find a concert or wrestling to go to. Or at the time, I was part of CCW, and uh, so it was always, okay, if it's not work, if it's not a concert, if it's not wrestling, then it's a meeting, or it's a CCW show, or it's something to meet with somebody, to try to get a sponsorship, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just constantly on the go, oh. so when the world shut down, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, cool, so now I'm home, I get to chill out, relax, stuff like that, and then next thing you know, I'm like, oh, wow, like... I have stuff here but I miss being <laughs> on the road. Yeah. I'm just like, oh man. So, uh the big thing though coming up, April 29th, Anna Fight Underground presents by design uh Quick Skating. You could uh you can probably get your tickets now still at fightunderground.net or we'll have them at the door. Uh are you looking forward to the big big event that happens that day?
1: I am. I'm very much looking forward to it. I think every match is going to kill it, and it's going to be different for all the fans to enjoy, and this is going to be a fun night like Fighting Underground always is.
0: Well, that's cool and all, but I'm talking about the big event that day.
1: Oh, uh, what exactly do you mean?
0: I don't know what you mean. I don't want to feel stupid. Oh, you and I are going to go get the ice cream. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, we're going to Dollar Tree that day.
0: That's right. So one of us has to take between now and uh, that day and find out exactly where the Dollar Tree is.
1: I'll I'll find out, like, as soon as we get off this, I will text (laughs) it to you and, like, send you the address. And I'm like, all right, meet me here at exactly 3.15 p.m. that day.
0: Well, I think I'll probably be at the venue then.
1: I mean, I'll be at the venue, too. We'll probably have to get it before noon.
0: Yeah, we may have to sneak away. And that's okay. Yeah, because we uh, for those of you that don't know, up-and-coming wrestlers that are listening to this before the 29th, we are having not just a Christian Rose seminar that day, but we are also having an Anna Fight Underground talent evaluation. So if you've ever went to join the Anna Fight Underground or get out there and want to really grow your worth and grow your value, and you wanna join one of the top upcoming promotions in America that has a strong social base and a strong uh following, you'll wanna come out to this seminar and uh see if you have what it takes to make it on the Anaphite Underground roster.
1: And it's not gonna be like a scam either. Like they'll legitimately like people will legitimately look at you and consider you no matter how like no matter how under years you are Whatever you're gonna be considered, not saying that's that the right. not saying that the other tryout thing is a scam because that's not that's how I got with that promotion, but
0: yeah, because I'm gonna be one of the talent judges there, and I trust will. me, I don't have a filter. I'll,
1: <laughs> if anyone if anyone cries, I'll probably help you out
0: by pointing and laughing.
1: No, by patting them on the back, saying it's alright.
0: Oh, no, we got to point and laugh at those people.
1: I, I'm not ass- I'm not an asshole, so I will not point and laugh.
0: Oh, trust me. Uh, this is one of the on-running jokes I have with the uh, promoter of uh, Antifight Underground, is that nobody really on the roster, except maybe one or two people, have been a part of as many seminars as I have just from hosting them over at CCW. So, you know... I've got to see some crazy things, like, over the seminars. One of my favorites, though, is, uh, you know what Homicide and Hernandez? Yeah. So, they were running a seminar for us, and they were running his kid so hard that he ended up having to puke and pass out. Oh, jeez. And you know what we did?
1: Pointed and laughed, didn't you? Yeah. Man. Anytime I hear CCW, I think of Marco Stunt and Trent Daniels.
0: (laughs) Hey, here's what I'll say. You know, no matter what other people think of it, or, you know, what was and what is and what becomes, I have a lot of great memories at CCW. Uh, A lot of great things that happened there. And, you know, It it may not be uh, what one person likes, but it's also there's people out there that do. And, uh, you know, no matter what, like, it's still a anybody that can get booked there. uh, I know the booker still I talk to him quite often and he, uh, you know, he's doing what he can. And that team's doing what they can to try and make sure that they still put on a, a put on a solid show for their fan base there. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for I, I that, then that. I wouldn't have got to meet Matt Hardy, which was still a trip. And uh, remind me, I'll tell you a story about that uh, when we get off of here. OK. And. Uh, you know, I got to have a two hour car ride with Adam Page.
1: That That's that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Like he's one of the nicest people you could meet. And uh, a very interesting car ride with PCO. (laughs) All right, I want you to tell me about that whenever we're off here. Oh, I've got the PCO stories for you. But yeah, so like I said, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that's like, you know, and I've had this talk with a couple of people. It's like, you know, with Fight Underground, we're very eccentric into like the hardcore death match like very adult oriented style of violence that we put on there. And C C W is gonna be more of like an overall like a pseudo family friendly, like more try to capture a what's the word I'm looking for here? Like capture many different tastes as they can under one spectrum, if that makes sense.
1: That makes sense, yeah.
0: So and you know, they're they've started back, you know, they took eight months off and uh, you know, they're back. You know, I just went to their show. Uh, what was it? Saturday, I guess, of course, it would have been Saturday. And, uh, you know, they had a solid turnout. A lot of the guys put on a great show there. And, uh, it seems like they're really getting, uh, they're really getting that traction back that they had, you know, kind of before pre print, like that real, like they're trying to get back to that 2017, 2018 traction they had there. Yeah. So, you never know. We may see somebody else there. Maybe. You know, I do know the Booker Man.
1: You do know the Booker Man.
0: I do. I know a lot of Booker Man.
1: I, I know a couple.
0: You know, we all sit around in the Booker Man group chat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, and that's the thing, like... It, 2021, like, there's a different there's a different kinds of wrestling for different people, and that's what's really good about it right now. You know, one thing may not be your cup of tea, but I'm pretty sure you can find your flavor of tea out there. Yeah,
1: wrestling right now is like probably in a like one of the best spots it's been in, and not a lot of people realize that. Like, I think there's a lot of negativity with wrestling with fans and wrestlers alike, where everyone just wants to shit on something uh i love everything about wrestling and i love like even even the shit backyard feds that i watch on youtube filled with fucking <laughs> like 20 year olds doing whatever like i love it and it's all really good and mm-hmm. i think wrestling right now is just in such a good spot where everyone can be accepted and everyone can be who they want to be and they can fit in somewhere. It's not like there's any outcasts anymore.
0: Right. Now I agree one hundred and ten percent with that. And if you feel like you're an outcast, go find you a company. Like, yeah, man. You know, maybe not necessarily down south. If you've listened to some of these previous episodes, uh, you know my stories about down south. I,
1: I imagine it's bad.
0: Have I ever told you any of my stories about Down South?
1: Probably not.
0: I told you the one where the guy thought, like, it was a great idea to try to either A, make a joke, or B, not realize that he was making a joke, or C, hopefully he was making a joke about trying to auction off a high school girl's a raffle prize?
1: Uh, fucking what state was that? Arkansas. Oh, I believe it.
0: So we were down for a show. I, I don't want to say the name of the show or anything because, uh, I got a couple people that listen to this, our book down there and I don't want to cause them no heat, but we'll just say a certain show in Northeast Arkansas had a guy there who decided that he was basically like, they're kind of commentator, I guess you would say. But down there they do, uh, a lot of live commentating were like over the speakers Okay. Versus just like what's set to like be heard on the video feed. I hate that. Oh, uh, me too. Well, the the guy there was like he was trying to get people to buy the raffle tickets, and uh, he decided to say that uh, this they like they had I think I forgot what high school group it was that was working their concessions as a fundraiser, and uh, the guy pointed out to one of the girls there. And said that... Tried to get her to be a raffle prize to go home with someone and cook them dinner and clean their house.
1: That's so dumb. And do any
0: kind of requests that they have.
1: That's so dumb.
0: So, like... You know, at first, like, you kind of, like... You kind of, like, overlook it, like, the first time you hear it. But by, like, the twelfth time you hear it, like, you have... Faces, heels, fans, security guards, all staring at one another like, "What? what is this guy doing? Like, why?
1: Please don't be like that, man. I canceled someone just for fucking having a really shitty gimmick towards women. Like, don't, don't, don't do that.
0: Dude, it was bad. Like, dude, like... I, I don't even know Because like, at first, like I thought like it was just like the guys just trying to you know be kind of a little edgy or get over or something stupid like that, but nah, like he kept going with it and going with it, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me,
1: some that's, that's all right, that's Arkansas,
0: yeah, it's also the same show that the promoter cited that uh, I guess he didn't like the match that two guys were having so he walked out to the side of the ring slapped the ring apron and told him go on home boys
1: <laughs> All right.
0: he did it during two matches
1: oh man man that's brutal
0: so yeah you need to get you an arkansas booking
1: i'll talk to the skimmer
0: yeah i don't think they want arkansas bookings
1: Alright, well then I won't go to the Arkansas. If I ever go to Arkansas, it'll be to either visit the skim of Horns or go to a show with the Skimmelhorns or do something with the skim of Horns. If they're out of it, probably not gonna go to Arkansas.
0: <laughs> hey, you never know. You get may get to meet with one of them Memphis wrestling legends.
1: Oh, I imagine.
0: i like I said it's it's an experience that like everybody needs to uh, have at least once in their life Especially if you're in the wrestling business You need to go experience Arkansas wrestling It's right up there with West Tennessee wrestling
1: I'll go study some tape uh, Later on tonight
0: No I mean you You need to go First hand Especially <laughs> you get a chance uh, You talk to Caleb from the Four Sides podcast And uh, he'll tell you some great uh, West Tennessee Wrestling stories Oh, man. And I'm going to leave it with that. I want to say thank you, Anakin, for uh, joining us here today on the Big Leagues Worlds podcast. Where can everybody find you at?
1: All right. So I'm on Twitter at Anakin Sad Murphy. I'm on Instagram at Anakin Sad Murphy. Uh, Facebook, is Anakin Murphy. And, yeah, please follow me on Twitter.
0: (laughs) Of all of them, you're like my go-to. Follow me on Twitter. Hey, man, that's
1: how I'll get over
0: So people can see you coming up this Thursday night in Anna, Illinois at the quick skating rink for Anna fight underground by design $15 tickets at the door doors are at six show starts at seven come out main event tag team warfare Two. uh, my good brother cash is teaming with one of my all time favorites, Ricky Shane page to take on that scumbag Dalton diamond and, uh, tie blade in the tag team warfare Two death match. And then uh, this Saturday, they can find Anakin at Noble, Illinois for zero one, with his tag partner and self-destruct Walker Hayes in the four corner or the four tag match for the zero uh, one tag titles. And also, if you've listened to this before, you know I got to drop the big plug, and that is for the little corner grocery store there in Noble. So you go out to that store, make sure you go there and get you some food before the show.
1: Fuck that store.
0: Fuck. Why? Like,
1: Man, I've never had a good experience there or the shitty restaurant in Noble. I've been to Noble hundreds of times,
0: dude. anytime like I get a ch- like I go to that grocery store, it's the same lady working there. She's always excited to see me.
1: Uh, I've never seen a lady there. I've only seen like this young guy, like high school kid, and he's really shitty.
0: Oh, yeah. Anytime we've went, it's always just been the same lady there, and she's always super nice and she's like i remember you from the last time you were here
1: are you gonna be there saturday
0: i plan to there may be there may be something that either makes me late or i may not make it but i think that i should be good
1: all right well if you're there we can go together we'll have two adventures in one week
0: there you go i'll let you know what time uh we usually take a carload with us, so we usually leave pretty early, so... You yeah, know. you're
1: usually there before I am.
0: Yeah, just make sure if I call you, you actually answer your phone this time.
1: I will, I will leave it off, do not disturb me. It's my phone door. You know,
0: or don't send me a message that says, How did you get my phone number? <laughs> and that's a shoot.
1: Yeah, I I was I was a little bit confused of how you got my phone number, but then I remembered, oh, yeah, I kind of gave it to you.
0: Yeah. He gave us his phone number, and he's like, don't call me. <laughs> is that true?
1: No, that's not true. I don't think yeah. that's true. It is. I don't think that's true at all.
0: Yeah, because he was coming back from Tampa, and he was like, oh, well, here's my number. Call me. And then you were like, the next message was like, please don't call me, y'all.
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah.
0: So with that being said,
1: yeah, yeah, I remember now.
0: Once again, Annika, thanks for joining us. Uh, We're going to get you that pro wrestling tease store set up soon, so we can get you some merch and get that plug there going for you. Um, With that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening today to the Big Leagues World's podcast. As always, make sure to like, subscribe, share, follow, whatever they want you to do to ever to put to get this episode out to as many people as possible. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, uh, big lees world at gmail.com. Send me an email. Make sure to follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at big lees world. Make sure to uh, pick up your big lees world t-shirt at big And uh and make sure to come out to Anna fight underground this Thursday night at quick skating rink. And uh, make sure to also go out to zero one this Saturday in Noble, Illinois at, uh, I guess it's the old school building. I don't really know what they call it.
1: Uh, Piper Brothers Event Center.
0: So it's an old school because I guarantee if you type that into Google, you probably won't find it. Probably not. So like I said, thank you once again for joining us. Thanks to everybody for listening. And as always, two scoops of whoop, whoop, whoop.